Hey, uh, hold up. <laughs> what do you mean you don't listen to podcasts? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Welcome to the Be More Talkative Podcast with your host, TBK, the Baltimore Kid. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Be More Talkative Podcast. I am your host, TBK, or the Baltimore Kid. In a world today where conversation and the human connection seem to be a foreign concept, your boy is just trying to get people back together, get them talking again. Today, we are joined by a very, very special guest. He comes very highly recommended. He is a CCW wrestler over there on the other side of the pond. A great man from what I've heard. Cares a lot about the wrestling community. Cares a lot about mental health. We're going to be touching on all that today. He is the Ched of the table. He is the tribal cheese. He is the prince of provolone the mazaraja of mozzarella he is logan Halliwell. logan how you doing brother i'm all right it ain't easy being cheese and you've missed that one yeah, that's right that's right man well <laughs> dude if i went through all your catchphrases we'd be here all day <laughs> oh that's it yeah the gorgonzola rock and roller <laughs> well, uh... it's great it's uh, dude that is fantastic so right off the bat brother i have to ask you the chat of the table that is fucking brilliant. How did you come? How, how did you come up with that, dude? Uh, that just literally came uh, of a a topic. Like, um, I don't know who's your arch rival town near you. Uh, next to me would be uh, like Perry Hall. Right. So I, I'm Manchester. I was in Liverpool, <clears throat> and I was talking to someone, and and got some called the the cheese. I was just walking down. And someone went, God, look at this guy, the chair at the table. And I went, I am robbing that right now. I'm having that. <laughs> so, and, and, I, and I just went, I went, I just put my hand up and I went, acknowledge, breathe. And it just stuck, just as easy as that, just as simple as that. So I got that, the chair at the table from a, from an enemy territory. <laughs> that, is, that is fantastic. When, when I first heard it, when I heard it on Tom's show, I was like, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. Like, because I mean, because if you if you look at a guy like like Roman Reigns right now, the the run that he's had, the popularity that he's had, to be able to take his head of the table gimmick and, and just flip it on itself, and 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 not only that, but I've seen some of your in ring uh, your in ring work, very impressive by the way. It, it, it's it's gimmicky, but you you back it up. You're a hell of a guy, man. So like I said, like I, I'll give it to you all day. It's it is brilliant. I love it. It's, it's gimmicky, but also I come from a legit background as an MMA yeah. fighter, didn't I? So it, the, the legitness is there. Like, but I just put it into like, well, mixed up, kind of like a Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan type right. of of style. If that's what I do. That's uh, how I perform it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I've I've heard, <laughs> I've heard some yes. rather some rather goofy gimmicks, but like I said, when I when I heard the chat of the table and and I figured out what. It, it, it clicked right away. There was no thought behind it. I was like, if if I were doing what you do, I would have done it too. <laughs> so so it, it's it's fantastic. So I wanna I wanna let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Um so 
you're a young Logan, you're sitting around the TV set, you know, you're, you're hanging out with friends and buddies and all. Who is it, what is it that got you into wrestling today that, that really spearheaded that whole thing for you? Right, so uh, my, my dad was, um, he was an aerial man, aerial man at the time, and um, we was one of the first to have um, Sky like like this is 1990 so we 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 get a sky dish obviously couldn't get it cheap and i'm just going through it was sky one at the time i just come across wrestling challenge and it was like this saturday or this thanksgiving it's survivor series which was survivor series 90 at the time so my first ever proper event apart from wrestling challenge was survivor series 90 and all these dudes start coming out I'm like wow what's this I was hooked instantly. Obviously, that event you had Legion of Doom, Texas Tornado, Mr. Perfect. It was proper golden era. I was hooked. And then straight after that, that event, it, it, we used to do the four events, didn't it? Like it was a WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. Now, my next pay-per-view after that was Royal Rumble 91. Oh, well, that, that's the story. I just was was like, what is this? These big, massive men. And then you obviously had these Hasbro figures at the time. The blue ring. I don't know if you remember them. Do you remember them? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So the the Asbro ones, and then my dad, you know, was so much into it. He got me all the season one. There was twelve figures per season. Then he got me season two. Oh man, I just lived for wrestling. The magazine, the lot. Honestly, and then it was like, it was dead hard to get backlogs of wrestling events. Then, like, I didn't even know that Warrior and Hogan had faced off at WrestleMania six, and that there was no network. Um, so it was like trying to acquire the tapes. And obviously the sticker book came out and you just keep moving from there. And you see in the sticker books, you could send off and like get the old backlogs. And yeah, that's, that's how I kind of got the history of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, obviously it's one thing to be a fan. I mean, you're going out, you're, you're watching the shows, you're getting the toys, you're, you're getting the magazines, you know, you're, you're spending your money for a ticket and all that. So that's one thing. But what was it then that, that clicked in your brain that went, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be, I want to be on the other side of the guardrail. I want to be in the ring. What, what was it that, what was the moment where you were like, yeah, I want to actually do what they do. Well, kind of like, could I say the early origins of, of it was obviously like, cause we still loved it in school. We had a sand pit and there was a few of us that liked it, like 15 of us. And, and we would all do it in there. And I was like, Oh man, I proper love this. I, I love this sport. Um, but to get on the other side of the fence, I think it's something that I always wanted to do, but uh, 92 to 90, 94 in my school years, there was like literally no wrestling schools to train at. I mean, British Bulldog came over because he, he actually lived from Manchester. He came over and you got your Polaroid with him, but there was actually no direction where to train until, I mean, it was probably about 2006 I started to see these schools, but I'd obviously like done my MMA and I've done my military service by then. So I was a late starter, but um, yeah, it was like that. And then I just seen it, I just basically was like, there was, you always have these like kind of shops that sell you like wrestling shirts and that. And I seen on the little flyer that said, get your wrestling scholarship here, start here. And it just had a post and I just went, I just done it. Just as easy as that. Gotcha. There you go. I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, so I, I've always wanted to, you know, lace up a pair of boots and get in there, but I know my limitations. So I have, I have, um, I have, I have respect for you guys and what you do, man. It's, it's, uh, it, and, and one thing we were, we were kind of touching on is, um, is, is, you know, so why do you think it is that, that wrestling itself is so global? Why do you think it is that it touches, it, it literally, 
everywhere you look in every country and every you know uh in every backyard in every alleyway in every corner of the world wrestling has touched somewhere or someone why do you think it has such the global outreach that it does because it's the ultimate soap opera isn't it that's what it is the ultimate storytelling soap opera i mean like it, it's just basically a a weekly film a weekly series that carries on the story is always being told um i could say the same about that like why does these tom cruise films blockbuster around the world because they're great and that's a once i always say if you're not a wrestling fan if you go to a wwe wrestling show you will become a fan yeah. The show is that good, and you can be that hooked, or you can go just watch this for a month solid. You will be wanting to book that pay per view. It's just, yeah, the ultimate soap opera. You do want to tune in, right? Right. I mean, I, I can so I can tell you for me, and this is me personally, and I want to get your uh, your thoughts on it as well. For me, when I was a young kid, when I was watching WWE, uh, I can remember it fondly sitting there with my great-grandfather just skipping through channels and then all of a sudden undertaker pops up on the screen he he's not even he's not <laughs> even wrestling dude he's he's just he had just climbed into the ring getting ready to take the big hat off and from that very moment just seeing his face seeing his persona i i have gone on record to say it before and i i will stand by it till the end of time i am a mark for mark calloway 100% and I'm I'm such a mark in fact that if it were not for the Undertaker I have gone on record to say I would not have been a WWE fan even with personalities such as Shawn Michaels such as Stone Cold such as The Rock for me it was yeah. absolutely the Undertaker that 100% drew me in and kept me coming back who was it for you that when you saw him you were like that's my guy <laughs> What year was it when you seen him? What year did you see him first go? Oh, oh gosh. Um, well, so I was born in 92. So it was probably around, had to be like 2003, 2004. Um, okay. So was he American badass or was he going back to? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I the, the motorcycle, <laughs> the motorcycle, all that, the, the beating of the chest. Yes, sir. Like, dude. And, and again, like, I, I admire him so much because of his ability to um, keep the gimmick relevant throughout the, the Attitude Era and the, the Golden Era and getting into the Ruthless Aggression Era. I mean, there, for me, there is nobody who has... Um, I, have, I have gone back and I've looked at interviews and I've... I've oh, by the way, quickly, when I meet him and I, got, I mark out bad. Yeah. Have you seen... Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 so I've, I've literally gone and I've looked for interviews just to see if there's that one person who has talked bad about him. And I can tell you, there is not a single person no. who has said a bad word about this man. That, that, it, that for me speaks more about who he is behind the gimmick. And that is why I love him so much. So, who was it for you was that guy that when, you know, when you really started to fan out on them and get to know who they were, that you were just like, oh, yeah, that's my dude, man. Is it clue? And if you watch my matches, I always go to the rope and do it. Yeah. The, the warrior. The, yeah, so okay. he, he was the one. 
I mean, it's only now when I will look back and I think he was really bad. People <laughs> 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 like Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude that made him look great and, yeah. and Macho Man and all that. But oh wow, I, I just flying in the ring and charging and that it it was great. I was never like a big Hogan fan, but what I was Warrior and Legion of Doom all the time. That was so that um, Survivor Series ninety team is my best because Tornado, Legion of Doom, Warrior. Unfortunately, none of them are here now. Um, but yeah, that's that. They're they're my ones. Gotcha. And that, but now when I get older, it's perfect. Rick Rude, you know, all the like perfectionists that made them look great. Right. It's kind of, kind of weird. And I'm like, I can't even watch a Warrior match. <laughs> I can't. And I watch him like, he's so terrible. I watch him versus Greg the Hammer the other day. I was like, no, no I, would have, I would have liked this guy. <laughs> My God, your, your face paint was cool, but you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched all the documentaries and people was like how horrible he was he was the first one to have a separate dressing room yeah, he just lose a bit of respect you know yeah. but he was definitely the one he was the one that I mean the, the amount of times I get a mark or a sharpie and colour my face in like doing the <laughs> the okay. mask and just yeah, that, he's the one the warrior was the one gotcha yeah man so like um you know, as as some of the names that I dropped there a second ago, like I said, you had your Shawn Michaels, your Triple H, your Rocks, your, you know, uh, your Stone Colds, obviously, your Undertakers. Who do you think now is, like, really, who who's carrying the torch the way that those guys did? Do you think that anybody oh, is, is reaching that level? Roman. Roman. Easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I, people might disagree, but I think he carried him through COVID, and I love the undefeated streak and that. And like, I think now when you see that roster, he's like levels above. Like, he's superstar. Yeah. And I mean, like, even ones Rollins that the like way under where, where what level he's at at the moment. Sure. Way under. Even even like Cody, I wouldn't put Cody on power with him. That that's just my opinion. I think Cody's still still lower. He's above Rollins, but. He's like superstar. So the names you went back in the day, you had Taker, Rock, um, Mick Foley was even up there, and Stone Cold. Yeah, like yeah. they was that the four, the four in your era, right? And then even even after that, it was like um, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Cena coming through. Yeah, but I, I think Reigns is like levels above. Do you agree on that? Well, I mean, so here's my opinion about Roman Reigns. I feel like. I feel like Roman definitely, um, if it, if it were not for Paul, if it were not for his, Amen. if it were not for his lineage, I don't know if we'd be looking at Roman Reigns the same, uh, mainly because he, he wasn't the, uh, I, I personally, I love the shield. I thought the shield was awesome, but let's, yes. let's be honest. The shield was the face of the shield was Seth Rollins, you know, he was. Roman Reigns was just, he was the enforcer. He was the big backup guy, you know? Yeah. So when, um, when they eventually did the, the uh, surprise heel turn from Seth and had him, you know, give the chair shot to uh, Roman, it was like, it was like, oh, okay. So maybe, yeah. you know, and then, and then again, they, they paired him up with Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman, man, that, that is the guy who literally, if you get, if you get, Paired, and I want to get your opinion on this. Would you say it's 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 if you get paired up with Paul Heyman, you're about to skyrocket? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, easily, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the saying, isn't it? I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You, you just <laughs> you go through. He doesn't have to do much Heyman, um, but but he's so into it. Like even when he does them talks, his stories and all that. The way the way he carries himself, everything about Heyman. I, I love Paul Heyman, by the way. He's oh, an underrated gem for Roman. Definitely, rare. Roman isn't Roman. The, the head of the table without Heyman, definitely not. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you look at the guys that, that Paul Heyman has been behind, they've all gone on to have monstrous careers. I mean, you know, uh, Brock and CM Punk, and then, of yeah. course, Roman yeah. having the three-year title reign and all that. So, yeah, I think I think personally, if it, was, if it were not for Paul, I don't know if we'd be looking at Roman the same way as we are now. But um, at, at this point, I'm ready for the I'm ready for the bloodline story to be over with. I can't lie to you. It, it really? was it, it was it was cool while it was cool, but now I think you know the the slow burn storytelling has had its place and it needs to come to an end. Um, I mean, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll get your thoughts. What do you, what do you think about them adding the Rock into the mix now? Now, obviously, with uh, with Cody being a two time back to back Royal Rumble winner. And now all of a sudden, you know, we, there was teasings that we were supposed to get the rock versus Roman two years ago, but a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, because of contractual things and because of the rock being Hollywood and stuff like that, we had to keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. I mean, why, why do you think that now they're deciding to do it, you know, especially after having Cody win the Royal rumble again? I just think he was free from all his acting duties. I mean, I, I was a bit gutted that match isn't going to happen because I just can't ever see it happening. Um, I thought, it's finally on. We're finally going to see it because, yeah, years ago we didn't get it. Then everybody's like, he's going to be in the in the last Rumble he did. And then, well, I don't know. A lot of wrestling fans can be can be marked. <laughs> like, push out what a, a lot of the other fans wanted. But I was a bit gutted that we got it. But I'm just thinking, like, he's... he's He's free, he's got no films coming up, and he just thought, because this TKO deal he's going to do, yes, okay, we'll do this. But I, w- I was genuinely gutted when I seen that. Um, that it's not going to happen. I was gu- was gutted. But um, I would have preferred Rock and Roman Mania, because that was going to draw, and then Cody can finish the story when he surpasses, oh, I think they're trying to delete Hogan, when, when Reigns would have surpassed Hogan's title reign at SummerSlam or something as double champion. That's how, how I thought it was going to go down, and and I was happy with that. But yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like I said, I'm I'm well, definitely the story again, yeah, like the bloodline story. It, it it's far done. I was at Clash of the Castle, and I thought I was there live. I thought this is going. It's finally ending. Drew's done it, and then yeah, that didn't happen. So I <laughs> I do want the bloodline thing to end as well. I need that. I need that to be done. But where'd you go after the bloodline? Where'd you go? Uh, well, you know what? That is the thing, and I've I've had conversations about that before. And honestly, I think that Roman is due for quite the quite the long hiatus. I think um, I, I'm pretty sure that there were rumblings that he was going to be following in the Rock's footsteps and possibly yeah. going Hollywood himself, getting a couple movie deals. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, there, there's been teases of seeing Paul Heyman uh, latching on to Solo, and you know, I, what 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 happens to Solo's career if he gets with Heyman? Because, like I said, there has not been one person that Paul Heyman has been partnered with that hasn't had a a monster career. So, yes, personally, I would say if um, if 
WrestleMania is to be the end of Roman. He's had a hell of a run. It's been probably some of the best storytelling that WWE has done in a very long time. But um, it, it's time to start trusting in some of your other guys. Nice fresh slate then. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> it's just curious to see where they all go, where they, where the Usos go, where Solo goes. Yeah, it, it, like that. That the that their main uh, the Raw after Mania would be interesting. Right. So obviously, um, I wanna I wanna touch on something else with you because I know I know how important it is to you. Obviously, being in physical shape and being in physical health is important to what you do. Um. Do you think that mental health gets its its play when, you know, because you guys are out there, you're 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 putting your bodies on the line, you're you're entertaining people, you have to when like they said, when the cameras go on, you have to be on 24/7. Um yes. do, do you think that that is getting enough attention in this day and age? Well, um I know since uh, I've done a few like posts um on socials recently and since i've done that i mean it's quite crazy that 11 different people have contacted me i've even got five coming to like the therapy sessions with me five different five different wrestlers 11 people in in general but i've seen people backstage like after a show that i've had that ultimate high yeah and then nothing like it's done i've just been signing autographs i've come out i've got a crowd pop and now i'm going home to nothing and i mean it <laughs> it, it's a big factor, man. It's definitely a big factor. I mean, um, I know the owner of CCW, Barris, he's looking at putting on a show for mental health, just a pure mental health acknowledgement show with the faces of the people that have um, been speaking out on the mental health. But yeah, sometimes I've done shows and I've, I've yeah, come back to the back and I've been like, oh, man, what'd you do now? How'd you, how'd you beat that high? How'd you beat that pop? What'd you do? Did you just sit there and drink? drink beer and then wake up even worse it's it's a very strange one but like yeah as i say you've seen me post it that i don't i don't hide anything i put it all out there and it's probably the, some of the best posts i've ever done because people like that's real I, c- I can relate to that and yeah it's, it's kind of good 11 people there five wrestlers um we'll, we'll see and you know i'll keep putting the truth out there that's all i can do but the show would be great for a lot of other people to think do you know what he's come out he's come out Maybe I can come out and say I've got a problem, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in a in a in an industry where you know kayfabe used to be, you you absolutely did not break kayfabe for anything for any reason. Um, would you say that now today, like kayfabe is pretty much like a foregone, you know, uh, practice? Or uh, because you know what, I, I I have to agree with you, like. When when you finally realize that kayfabe is what it is, it's it's an act. It's somebody protecting a character, protecting a gimmick. But behind that gimmick, there is a real person. You know what I mean? And that person has daily struggles. They have a life. They they're not who they portray to be on screen twenty four seven. Um, would you say that kayfabe is a lot looser than in, than it ever has been ever? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say on like if you follow some of the WWE guys, I think they keep it quite real. I don't think they like let it go. I mean, I'm all for kayfabe. Me, I won't stand in the crowd and shake hands with a heel. And you know, uh, they always know that I'll nudge into him and then we'll have a laugh at the back, you know. But yeah. I, I'm always for 
I don't think the heels should come out and sign autographs, do photos, they're happy. I, I, I don't agree with that. You know, I'm all for send the faces out, do it. Um, but it's a lot, a lot of people that, you know, portray this massive heel and then they're just walking about like, like normal. That, that That's not what I would do. If I was a heel, I would literally be a heel and they'd pass me a photo to sign, I'd rip it up and sling it on. So, yeah, different mindsets. I don't know if you, you, you would like that way. How would you like it? No, uh, so I'm I'm very much for um, I, I agree with you 100%. I think if you're if you're going to do anything, you should do it well, and you should give it its, yeah. its it, you should give it its um, its due uh, diligence. You should give it its due concern. Um, yeah, absolutely. If I if I was a heel character, I'm not going to be out there kissing babies and shaking hands and uh, signing autographs and stuff like that. But I, I, I guess what I meant was is like you you see a lot more you see a lot more real moments come through um there there's been moments on on screen while a wrestler is giving their promo and they'll stop for a second and they'll be like hey this isn't edge this is adam copeland this isn't undertaker this is mark calloway this isn't you know you do see that yeah you do see that yeah yeah you do see that you're right so what i mean was is like do you feel like um like wrestlers have been like, wait a minute. I, I, I need to let you guys know that there, there is a person behind this gimmick. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. There's just some, some should know there's a person behind the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> otherwise they're just pest for you. Wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, what would I say to that? Well, if you go to Bash of the Beach 2000, you see Vince Russo actually, like, go, I've got a wife, I've got three kids, and I really can't be doing with this shit. You know, it, that, 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 sometimes you can't, because you, know, you get put, put in that political war, and you just think, I'm Logan Alleywell. I, I don't need this. You know, there's the times like that, I really don't need this. So, in that way, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. what I, I, the only other point I was getting at is, like, if you're a heel, you're a heel. Right. right yeah no absolutely um so i guess i'm i'm curious then to find out you know why so why is mental health so important to you personally because i can i can tell you right now i've i've seen it so many times and i'm sure you have too us being um us being male us being you know we we are told uh from a young age that we are not supposed to show emotion we're not supposed to cry we're supposed to bottle things up keep it to ourselves um you know why do you think it is that now more than ever more men are stepping up and being like man fuck that shit you got something to say let it out oh, you just gotta think of like the people that we've lost haven't we you know chester bennington and chris cornell and that i mean it stays close to me because uh i had uh when I used to do the MMA training, there was a guy, and we used to laugh about him. He used to come in, hitting the bottle. He's like, wow, he's so good, like, and he always comes in drunk. But it's only like, well, he he, he just took his own life, and it's it was like the cryptic messages that we got now. Like, when, when we used to go, he used to go, what are you doing now? And he's like, going home, and he's like, going home. Really, and we didn't know he was living homeless and that, and he was just hitting the bottle in the streets. Then coming in like punching our heads in, like. But he, oh, he wow. took his own life um, about five six years ago, and there was another guy that did um, just out of nowhere. So you know, the everybody was there to help him, but they didn't speak out. So I guess like we don't want that to happen a lot. So a lot of, a lot more people will speak out and tell the problems. And you know, there's been so many people that have helped me. Like um, 
I spoke out and then I've been offered to like live on a farm retreat, sort my head out, you know, get straight away from the city life. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's okay to talk is the main thing. That's that's what you need to do. So um, yeah, we we don't want to lose good people in this in this world. So you know, that's what we'll get at. Talk, always talk. If you if you if you're in the in the ditch, talk and you'll grow. Looking back from the things you've told me, obviously you said you served in the military, and uh, thank yes. you for thank you for your service, by the way. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> um, and and you know you did the MMA thing, you're doing the wrestling thing. So uh, those, are, I mean, obviously physically demanding, uh, mentally stressful careers. I mean, what what is it for you that you know you were just like, look, this is what I this is what I have to do, or this is what I feel like I should be doing because not everybody can lace up a pair of boots in in all three phases. Not not everybody can stand there with with a bunch of guys and get their heads kicked in and and get shouted at and and have the mental capacity to follow orders or 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 you know, just, just, just be that kind of person. So, I mean, you, you chose career paths that are honorable, that are, are, uh, again, they're physically demanding, they're mentally demanding and you've come out, um, and, and you're, you're spearheading for, for men and for other people to, you know, really, really express themselves and, and be like, look, it's cool to do all that physical shit, but this is, this is just as important. So like, you know, uh, I guess what my question would be is like, how is it that you came to the conclusion to be like, this is, this is what I need to do. This is, this is who I am. And this is, this is how I need to, to give of myself. I just thought like my path was chose for me early. I mean, like it wasn't my choice choice to go in the military. It was a great choice. My mum was basically she she was hard up. My mum she was like, you either go in the military because I was a troublesome kid who was always in street fights. You go in the military, <laughs> or you're gonna be homeless. So it was like what sixteen year old, nineteen ninety seven out there. There's me straight in the military, and that just gave me that well do or die attitude. Um, and obviously they force you to box they force you to do judo and then it came out and i had the boxing background they had the judo background so that was like hmm. came out to what's this a bit of cage fighting this is a t-o-r-t's and ken shamrock i'll do that oh, i'm quite good at this um <laughs> yeah. it was it was just then but then coming out and speaking about my stresses was my path then that was like right this is my path you know i'm going to choose my path i'll do it my way rather than taking other people's path right Right. I mean, if, if I'm looking, um, I'm curious, like if I'm looking at guys who, who really, um, I guess you could say started tearing the veil away and, and allowing guys to start peeling back the curtain. The one guy who, who really jumps to mind for me is, uh, is DDP. Um, Diamond, yes. yeah, that Diamond Dallas page for what he did starting DDP yoga and really, you know, snake. yeah, oh yeah, for for you know, really showing, like I said before, really showing you that, yeah, these guys are personalities, but they are they are people behind these gimmicks. They they have their faults, they have their addictions, they have their demons, and just because you know, 
they're collecting giant paychecks at the time doesn't mean that all their problems go away. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so was a guy like DDP influential to you being like, if he can do it, I can do it. Oh yeah. Well, he's another one that I met in, um, in 2017. I think I've got a video on that. And I was asking him the advice and he was like, I got into it when I was 36. Yeah, um, insane, insane. I, tr- I tried the yoga. I'm terrible at that, by the way. I'm just going to put that. <laughs> I am terrible at BDB yoga. My flexibility is not in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but his, his words of wisdom is like, yeah, yeah, of course you can do it. And like now I'm touching on to like 43 and I'm still priming. I'm still like people like in the locker room, these young kids coming through 18 and 20, like, oh, man, that's cheesy. Like, who's a legend in the game? That, that legend to me means you're old. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's how I see it. Who's a legend? Yeah. So just old, yeah. But DDP, when I had a word of him, he was like, no, you know, you start out late. It is what it is. As long as your body can put up for it. And that's when he, well, I I got the DDP yoga program, but it didn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have stuck to it. Maybe if he was in front of me doing the class and all that, I could have done it, but I couldn't do it on my own TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you've got to see of all the people that started off like when there was a, a bit older, there's quite a few actually. Um, well, you got to look at Finley. When did he get his WWE break? Was he like mid 40s? Yeah, yeah, right. And he was just like, a, he was like a developmental trainer. And he was like, You still got it, you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you, there's so many people. If you still got it in your body, you can still go. Love. I mean, Sting's still going now, isn't it? What's he 60 odd? 60, uh, I believe he's uh, 65. I think he is. Yeah. So, hey, good. Yeah, absolutely. Good for him. Um, yeah. you know, so, uh, when you're in the locker room, what are, what, <laughs> what are, what are, what are these young kids? What are they, do they come up? Are they asking you for advice? Are they, are they poking at you to see if you still got it? Like what, what is the locker room environment for you? Like now being that you've been in the game for a while. <laughs> I just usually sit there and like crack jokes or rip people. But at the last show, um, well, 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 I've dislocated my jaw. I'd not been in the ring for a while, so I was just going through a few bits. And it was actually a young kid that gave me some advice. He was like, if you twist it the other way, and I was like, mm. and I tried it. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, you always learn that. You know, I took that advice of him, done a tornado DDT, nice and clean with a swoop over. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you, you never know. There's so many different training schools now that you just don't know what you're going to learn. You pick up something new every day. But usually to me, it's good. It's a good laugh. Um, I just sit back, chill out, crack a joke, have a rib. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good. But like yeah, I say the last show, the first time ever, so I, I took advice of a 16-year-old kid. Uh, well, you know, it, it goes to show that you're even even – at your age you're still you're still teachable which is 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 a great thing you know you're never you're never too old to learn something new so that is uh that is pretty cool that's pretty cool there you know you got you got you got a lesson from a youngin um that's a very interesting um you know like uh was, was there ever a time where you were like hey man the indies is cool but i wanna i wanna see if i can go that extra step did have you ever considered possibly taking the WWE route, trying out for the performance center or anything like that? No, I've not tried that. I've definitely not tried that. Um, I don't know if I'd like road life. I don't know if I'd like that. I, I, I mean, I like traveling, but yeah, 
<laughs> I'm usually painkillered up in bed after like after that Raw Rumble when I was in it for like 47 minutes. <laughs> I was just popping ibuprofen and I couldn't get out of bed for like two weeks. Um, no, so I, I I don't I don't I don't know. I think that road life would put me in a bad way and like I don't know probably play with, mentally with me. Like, I'm just living hotel flights, hotel flights, wrestling. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's my lifestyle. That I don't think it is. I'm I'm like like. I, I don't take a lot of bookings as well these days. I'm just like, I'm cool, I'm cool. I've had my run. I had a run when I was doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday every week. And now I'm like, no, 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 I'm cool. Just just a little bit now. I'll just stay exclusive to CCW for now. I'm cool with that. Right, right, right. So so what is it then that that since you're, I mean, you're coming to a point now to where it seems like you're you're very comfortable with the fact that you know what you can do, you know what you can't do. So so what is it now that, that gets you in the ring? Like, what what is the... What does the thing have to be to where you're like, you know what? I think I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> just that every, every, it's it, you're just always looking for that perfect dance partner to get another match, and you just always like one more. I mean, it, it must be like a drug. I mean, Ric Flair always wants his one last match. I don't know. It's just so hard to like fully jack it in. But I did say one more bad injury. And I will personally just jack it in that one more bad injury. I mean, losing my teeth on that show from that DDT and putting me out for six months. It it was well, it it really got me mental health. Really, that would really did shoot me mental health to the sky. But yeah, um, it's the initial pop and just wanting that ultimate match all the time. That's what it is. You just. I don't know. You do, you see the story where it's going. You you're like, oh, there's this guy, there's this guy, this guy's coming through. I, I yeah, it's very addictive. That's that's what motivates me to getting that new challenge and trying to perfect a match and watching it back and the crowd going bananas. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really hard to take that away. Really hard. Yeah. So so is that? I mean, you look at guys like Flair. You look at guys like Sting. Um, guys whose careers have more than spoken for themselves at this point you know uh, and it's easy for us as fans to be like hey man you got nothing left to prove you've done it all i mean as you just said uh you gave a bunch of examples but i mean w- what do you think the real the real root is like why do you think it is so hard for these guys to just be like i've done it i, I- i'm cool with it now because i mean if you look um if you look at the undertaker's documentary that he did the last ride he had his last match several several times you know to where to where he honestly oh well it could it could be it could it could be it could be absolutely and i could i could totally see that but for me what i took away from it was he he was not satisfied with either his performance and he really didn't want to leave the fans going that's not the undertaker i remember so yes. i mean could it could it be the money sure uh at a point in his life at that time do i think he really needed the money who who's to say He's the fucking undertaker. I, I don't think Taker needs the money. I mean, you only have to see him who does these appearances. He's like $200 to meet, isn't it? You know, and he's always got a queue. I mean, I, oh. I paid it when I first met him back in the day, 150 UK pounds, which I don't know how many dollars that is. It must be close to 200 right. Um, And that that's just for a picture. I mean, you've got to think if you want two autographs, that's an extra $400. $400 like, uh, 
So he, he's he's well off, but like I don't know. You you got to think like the film, the wrestler says it all, doesn't it? That he just always wants to come back for one more match, Randy Duran. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not going to be going into my local groceries and seeing Val Venus serving me up something. <laughs> But just not what you're gonna. I just can't ever see him doing that. So I guess they just have to keep going for that money. Some of them, some of them low ones, but for the high ones, yeah, I think for the higher tier guys, well, the wrestling's are like how many thousands, tens of thousands. That that must be some rush, and you always want that rush. It, it must be. I mean, even Austin coming back a couple of manias ago, yeah, that he must have loved it. Well, I mean, I mean, let's. I mean, well, he could the money. Yeah, well, I mean, let's take a look at that, though, right? So, Austin is what? He's got to be around DDP's age at this time, um, or, yes. or or at least close enough to it. Um, that match that he had with KO, I mean, it, it wasn't fast-paced, but he looked like he could still go. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, so so I guess, I guess um, again, and, and it might... It might get on people's nerves, but too fucking bad. This is my show. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think Undertaker said it best when he said, "There, it, it, there is no man that can tell another man when his time is up. That's true. That's true. I mean, Hogan wanted to come back at the Rumble, didn't he? He was tweeting <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know when the last time Hogan was in the ring. Was it TNA? It, uh, oh, it, ha- it had to be. Had to be TNA. Yeah. yeah, and he's on about the rumble. They won't get me back. I can't get medically cleared. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you can't tell him. I mean, for a guy like Hogan, though, I think it's just, I, I don't know. Again, for a guy like that, I'd have to believe you're, you're okay money wise. You have to be okay money wise at this point. So, well, especially after his, his thing when he got he got that caught out of settlement thing, he got a, a good chunk of money for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. So <laughs> at, at that point, I think for for a guy like Hogan, it's um you're gonna be in my town. I, I don't have to travel more than what twenty minutes to get to the arena. Yeah, uh, it, it's I I think for for a guy like Hogan in that situation, I'm gonna knock it off as as time meeting opportunity. Not so much as as a money factor. You reckon staying relevant or something? Just. I mean, who doesn't know Hulk Hogan? Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. Exa- right. Exactly. <laughs> like I can say that I, to a non wrestling fan. Hulk Hogan. Oh, he's that wrestler. Everybody knows him. So, so let me put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. Before I knew that Hogan was ever a a. WWF, WWE wrestler, whatever the case may be. <laughs> I, I, I knew. Uh, are you a Rocky fan? Are you a fan of Sylvester Stallone, the Rocky movies? Of course, yeah. I knew him only as Thunderlips. Okay, that's oh, when, yeah. that's when I was that's when I was a kid. I was like, I was like, yeah, Thunderlips, and my, you know, my mom's like, that's that's my mom is like, that's that's Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, okay, you know, and, and then eventually, you know, like I said, I, I saw the undertaker, I saw stone cold guys like that. And I, I was like, oh, okay. I got you. But yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, before I ever knew that he was this massive WWE star, I knew Hulk Hogan as, as Thunderlips. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so as far as as far as relevancy sake, no, there there is not a single soul, whether or not you're a wrestling fan or whether you're 
just ignorant to wrestling in general, you know who Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> yeah. Definitely very Hogan out of the all the ones like you could say Undertaker's been around for that long. Definitely that like, you could people would go, Who's that? The someone guy from the funeral parlor. Yeah. As in, yeah. Right. Everybody would know Hogan. Everybody. Right, right, right. So um yeah, is there is there anybody that, that you're still I guess you could say fangirling over? Is, is there somebody who it, it, does somebody have that effect on you that they could come up or, or you would go up and meet them and you'd just be speechless? Um, I've met a lot. I've met a lot of the ones that I want to meet, but we've got an event coming up next March. That's probably like you's probably are getting frequent in the state. Like it's WrestleCon, but they never come over. There's one last one that I need to up oh, to. That's Jake the Snake and Sergeant Slaughter. When Slaughter comes over next month for man, like say Rumble '91, he beat the Warrior. That's a, that's a big one for me. That I'll be I'll be like saluting him and everything. <laughs> Sarge, <laughs> no, I'll be proper marking out to him. Um, yeah, there's only a few left that I'd really, really want want to meet. Like that's uh, yeah, like say Jake the Snake, Sergeant Slaughter, the Mountie, a few of the Golden Era ones. Um, yeah, that's that's probably right. A few of the golden eras. Yeah, I've met a lot of that, like me, me heroes that I went crazy for. I mean, I had, I went crazy over Kurt Angle, and then I met him, and he sat down, and then two hours later, we're having a drink with him. I just lost that thing, and then I met him a time after that, and we remembered each other, you know. Um, but at the time, he was a big deal when I met Kurt Angle. I mean, it was about two thousand and three. He was okay. smashing it. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of moments with a lot of wrestlers. A lot of moments. That's awesome. Oh, he had one with Paul Heyman as well, and he like pop proper mugged me off. <laughs> He's not yeah. an approachable man. That's that's kind of what you would expect him to do, though, right? Like, I mean, oh, no, Brock Lesnar. I forgot Brock Lesnar because of his MMA and WWE. But you can't meet him. He don't do anything. He doesn't like people. So, so would you would you still want to meet him even with the current allegations going on? Um, yes, I would. Yes, I know that I say it's bad to say that, but is it is an NCAA champion? Like I like that Olympic wrestling. He, obviously, he was a UFC champion. Obviously, he's a big stable in WWE. I mean, you don't have to like what he's what he's done in in that era, but you know, you can't knock away his accomplishments. You can't knock him away. It's what he's done. Right, right, yeah. Well, but, um, yeah, just just a photo, just for me, me and him, me and Brock. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Would you like to meet him? Uh, you know what? Um, I, I have always, I've always been indifferent to Brock Lesnar. I, I like him. Um, but because of, of certain things, like, you know, he, he's not the most personable guy. Like he, a lot of fans, a lot of fans love him and a lot of fans love him for, for the things that he's done in the ring on the outside though. It, it doesn't really, um, it makes it hard to, as I was saying before, to differentiate the the gimmick from the guy. I I, I don't yes. I don't really know if I don't really think that that Brock has ever played a gimmick. I think he, I think that's just who he is. On on his DVD, um, I think it's here comes the pain. One of the scenes is just called "I Hate People." <laughs> yourselves, you don't. I don't like people. I don't like them. I hate people coming up to the airport. I don't want a photo with you. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think he's a nice guy out of it. Well, you know what? You know what? I've always said that I'd rather somebody be straight up with me. 
I'd, I'd rather somebody yep. be blunt and, and show me who they are than me get let down or, or get my feelings hurt or, but well, you know what I mean? But I, like, I, I don't think it, I don't think you could really hurt my feelings at this point, but you know what I mean? But like, I, I don't think I, I would want that interaction or that to be my, my memory of you is, you know, running up to you, being excited to see you and you being, you know, telling me to go fuck myself or something like that. And I'd just be like, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Vince, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that's going to be possible anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, you're going you're going real deep here kid <laughs> he was actually really nice when i met him but um yeah that, that, that's unobtainable now i guess so let me ask you as a as a wrestling fan i mean this is uh i mentioned this on the show that i just recorded here so some of you guys might be hearing it again but um this is the this is the first wrestlemania this this wrestlemania is historic for many of reasons and now we're just gonna we're just gonna talk fan to fan. We got all the politicking and all the mental health stuff out of the way. We're just gonna talk fan to fan for each other for a little bit. This is the first WrestleMania in history that is historic for many reasons. It's the 40th anniversary. You've got you've got The Rock coming back in a big main event picture, but this is the first WrestleMania in history. That has absolutely zero, zero McMahon involvement. There is no Vince. There is no Stephanie. There is no Shane. How do you feel about that? I don't know. It's going to be unique, isn't it? You know, um, it's. I, I do think Shane might come back. Do you not think? I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> he blew out his knee. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm indifferent about it. I just hope it's a good show. That's that's what, as as a fan sitting there, I, I want it to be a good show. I don't like the two-night stipulation. No, I've never liked it since they done that. I liked all or nothing, six hours, woomph, or three or four hours. Like Now it's like, it's a lot of wrestling to take in that when they're both nights are six hours. It's a lot of wrestling. One night, give me the best matches and give me a good show and satisfy me whilst the tweet away about the show. <laughs> that's all i want as a fan (laughs) you know what you know what i think personally this is going to be this is going to be one of the first like i i hate to say this because wrestlemania is is it's a staple it's 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 the super bowl of wrestling you know it's it's what every (laughs) fan it's what every performer it's what every uh uh you know guy in the back looks forward to but I, I can tell you that from some of the prior WrestleManias, I, I th- like you said, there was points where I'd be getting on my phone and, and um, you know, getting on Facebook and, and talking to people while matches are happening. I really think, and I'm going to be honest here, I, I, now I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be fucking 100% candid. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go the entire show without my phone in my hand. But what I mean to say is, is I really think that for for the first time in a long time, I'm really gonna be locked into this WrestleMania. Like I I, I don't think I'm gonna want to have any outside distractions or anything like that. I'm I finally feel like they're giving us those moments where we're we're hanging off the edge of our seats again. What do you think? 
So you, you're thinking if you get a surprise comeback, because I did this when the Hardy boys come back, I went, I was locked in, the Hardys came back straight on the phone. Oh my <laughs> God. So something like that goes on, you're not going to get your phone. I, you know what? You know what? I, I, so. An MJF surprise or something, you're not going to be like, oh my God. Man, that would be, that would be insane. That would be insane. I'm telling you right now. But, <laughs> but you know what? I had, I had somebody. Um, that I used to know, they went to uh, WrestleMania when when Stone Cold was advertised to uh, go against KO. Everybody knew it was going to happen, so it wasn't like it was it wasn't like it was a surprise, so to speak. But it was still a very very big moment. And I said to him, I said, "Hey man, I said I can't be at the fucking show, so do me a favor and take your fucking phone out and record this shit for me so I can see it." And he was like, "No," and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" He was like. I have to be, I have to be in the moment. I don't want to, I don't want to look at the moment through my phone. I have to be in, he he was like, I have to lock it in here because I may never be able to see it again. And I, and even though, even though it pissed me off because I couldn't be there later on, I understood it because I was like, I can tell you right now for a big, (laughs) for a big, a, a, a mark of undertaker as I am, if he if he were to come out, I'm not reaching for my fucking phone. I'm I'm standing on my chair. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm I'm making sure I'm not punching the person next to me from throwing my arms up in the air. No, I don't. I don't think I don't think I would be going for my phone at that moment. Now, maybe it's different being on the couch as opposed to being there in person. But so yeah. But I, but I tell you, it, I think if a big enough moment were to happen. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going for my phone. Have you been to a mania before? I have not. No? I have not. Have you been to a general pay-per-view, like a proper yeah. SummerSlam? I've been Which, well, which I've, one did you go? I've been to uh oh, your I, best one. I've been to Extreme Rules and that was after that was after Jeff Hardy had won um the uh heavyweight title or the WWE championship. I can't remember which one. But it was it was right around the time that he was still feuding with Punk, and um, so about 20, 2010 or something. Yeah, yeah, around there. And um, I, I was a big Jeff Hardy fan at the time, so the fact that they celebrated his win in Baltimore, where I'm from, um, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go for my phone there because it, it was a, it was a, it was a special moment of a wrestler that I cared about. It was happening live in front yeah. of my face in my town you know what i mean yeah yeah of course <laughs> yeah so so i mean um so when i'm watching wrestlemania i'm purposely gonna text you going what do you think about this <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like man stop it <laughs> um yeah i mean so um what do you like do you think that wrestlemania is gonna have that big surprise moment do you think do you think that that they are going to literally pull out all the stops on this one, or is it just going to be is the main is the main focus going to be on the the bloodline story? No, no, I, I reckon they'll pull out a lot of stops to say, look, look what we did without the McMahon's. This is what we can do going forward. TKO's first one, you know, it, I, I I reckon it's going to be a a good one, a really good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I do reckon all the stops that the the pops they'll bring back a few old legends. Um, it'd be intriguing to see who gets in the Hall of Fame this year as well because usually I pluck out a few of them. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but I don't know who's who's worthy of that. Have you got anybody in mind, Bam Bam? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, no. You know what? I can't. Yeah, I, no, I can't. I think of you usually get people saying this year he deserves it. I've not heard any of that this year. No, no. And and it's like I said, I feel like I feel like it's because the bloodline story has really has really overshadowed a, th- a lot of things. Like I think I think no matter what, or I would like to believe that no matter what, they are going to do their absolute best to really, for once send everybody home happy like yes you, you can't you can't please everybody and we know that but i think i think this year they are honestly going to try yes yes no i i agree with that i think i think it's going to happen yeah i, I really think they yeah they, they will pull out all the stops they'll send everybody home happy i mean no one went home happy after the last wrestlemania but yeah i think i think they'll, i think they'll give everybody what they want this year i really do I would, I would hope so, man. I'm telling you, because for, for, for all the build up, for everything that that we've had to endure, like as wrestling fans, and we know, we know that you know, never say never is always on the table. So as far as surprise returns or just uh, uh, surprises in general, we don't know what we don't know. So we just have to be patient. Um, there was something that you mentioned earlier. You said you had gone to Clash at the Castle. Let me let me be the first to say, as an American, I am so jealous of European crowds. I am so jealous. Of, oh. <laughs> I, I, I am I am so jealous of UK crowds. You guys fucking kill it every single damn time. You are loud. You are rowdy. You are passionate. What the mm. fuck is it? About well, a, I about thought a, well, I thought Clash of the Castle was rowdy until I went to Money in the Bank, and that was like that. Oh, honestly, if if you watch when the Dakota lifts the the Money in the Bank, I am literally behind the red there. Like <laughs> that crowd was absolutely insane. Like yeah. when Roman actually pinned. Oh man, oh, that that's it's a great moment. That. I bought, I bought it on DVD and Blu-ray. I was that proud of that moment because <laughs> I just wanted to keep, keep living through it. But yeah, we, we go bananas, don't we? We absolutely go bananas. I, I, I will tell you right now, there has been many, many, many times where me and my fiance are watching Monday Night Raw. We're watching Friday Night SmackDown. We're watching a pay-per-view and it's, it's in the States somewhere. And we will look at each other and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this crowd? Why, yeah. why, why are they not going more crazy? Why are they not like, what do you, what do you think? It, it, and I've always said it's because, you know, I think it's because you guys, and I'll just be honest, I'll be blunt. I think you guys appreciate the, the product more. Well, probably we don't get many good things over it. <laughs> so when they come over, we're like going crazy for it. I mean, I'm even going to travel to Paris and to the Germany shows to to actually see if that's like the UK ones because they've oh, wow. got like two things going there. Um, yeah, I, I do. I think we appreciate when they when they bring it, bring them over. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I probably get caught up in it. Proper get caught up in it. 
I mean, I mean, dude, if you if you look at it right, like I I have said that I think that that American fans are are spoiled. We get we get all the premium live events. There, SmackDown and Raw is always here, you know. But I I, I just man, it 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 kills me to see that that passion is not is not globally met. You know what I mean? In the states, what is your crazy town fans? Obviously, you've got Philly, aren't you? Where oh, the walls. Yeah. Yeah, so what is your like the most appreciative towns in the states? Oh man, I I, I uh, the towns I could... obviously Madison Square Garden, New York, and that they love yeah. it, don't they? Yeah, I I would say I would say the the major cities like, um, I can't give you like specific towns, but I would say New York, obviously Philly, Chicago, um, Baltimore for sure, um. But yeah, like, it's just like, you know, I, I have, I have seen shows and I, I get, I get almost taken out of it because I know that if I were there watching some of the moments that I've seen, I'd be losing my shit. And, and, and to, to know that there's just people who can just sit there and just, just stone face and just why it's like, what the fuck are you here for? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, people was going mad because we, did we have the Super Bowl in the UK yesterday? Uh, people was going crazy that there was a big NFL match in the UK yesterday. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like to say that there was like, oh, but the UK crowds for that. Yeah, again, we appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've literally, um, I've had many talks of. Uh, many friends that I have over in the UK and I'm like, man, it seems like every single sporting event, every single event in general that you guys show up for, you're, you're there for all the right reasons. You're there to be a fan. You're there to be passionate. You're there to, you know, fucking show your pride. And you guys do 110%. Like I, I I've said before that I've wanted to take a couple of my friends to, um, to an NFL game and let them experience, you know, our NFL crowds. But then I sit there and I go, man, what would it be like for me, an American, a fresh faced American to come over and go to, I don't know, who, who's your, who's your football club over there? Who do you support? Uh, I, I stopped following it, but I live right near Manchester United and Manchester City. I can get to both of their stadiums within 10 minutes. Okay. Um, I just love Manchester. That's it. I'm I'm a neutral. So so what 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 would the what would the experience be like for me coming over? Like what what would I what would I come to expect over there? In what well, say like if you come to a Manchester United game? Yeah, like uh, so. Oh, you'd so, love it. You'd love it as a, as a first time to a Manchester. You would love it. You'd get caught up in it. You'd be like, oh, what's this going on? Yeah, you definitely love it. Yeah, it is a good atmosphere. Yeah. I can't deny that. I, I've been ten times this year. So it's a good atmosphere. Wow. Um, just you know, mates offer me tickets. I go, but um, you'd you'd actually love it. You'd be like, wow, this is great. This I might even go into the the mega store and buy a shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I I am a uh, I'm a West Ham fan. I, I like West Ham. I know. Not wrong with West Ham. We love West Ham. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love West Ham. Big, big West Ham fan. Uh, so I. Why are you a West Ham fan? That's that's curious. So why are you a West Ham fan? 
<laughs> you're gonna be like this motherfucker man so the, <laughs> there is a movie there is a movie called green street hooligans have you ever seen it yes 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 with elijah wood yeah that's, okay okay that's why <laughs> yeah 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 but but you know what i i grew up playing uh and and i i know this might this might crawl your screen skin a little bit but i grew up playing soccer um over here i i was yeah right soccer <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> um, no, but I, I grew up playing, uh, I was a goalie, uh, I was a striker for a while, um, and I've, I've always enjoyed the game, so um, there's a team around here called the Baltimore Blast that I used to follow for a little while, but um, I don't know, I just, I, I watched the movie, and like I said, I think it was after seeing... Um, uh the 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 way that the crowd was portrayed in the film and then actually watching actual games and and seeing that it really does translate i was like man i'd love to fucking be there i would love I to be there i think everybody in the uk loves west ham people just love west ham yeah yeah <laughs> sure. everybody loves um the ice hockey team that the mighty ducks are they still going mighty ducks of anaheim yeah yeah <laughs> Because of the film, right? Yep, absolutely, for sure. NFL team is the cheeseheads. Get me a cheesehead. I want one. I really want. I can't get older one. I'll try to. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can find one for you. For sure, that would be that would be great. Um, I'd like to come in the ring with it. I just seen one. I was like, where have you got that from? So like, oh, it's the cheesehead NFL team. I was like, I need that in my life. <laughs> So, so how long, how long have you been doing this now? All your, your wrestling and MMA, how long have, how long have you been in the game? Oh, God. 2024. You mean all in all, like com competitive sports? 25 years. Easy, easy. Okay. Easily. Yeah. So I'm, Combat. I'm going to, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you a softball question right now. You ready? Okay. Do you have any regrets? Um, not starting earlier. No, honestly, that's the thing. Now I said, like, you can be very jealous now, but there was a tap the era, wasn't it? You know, like looking as I said early on in the show, there was just nowhere to train. But yeah, when when you when you're winding down, you're like, oh. I just wish I started early or I wish I was 25 years young with the knowledge up here, what I've got now, you know, that's, that's it. Just starting earlier, starting uh, earlier. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's definitely a regret. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, if, if you, uh, if you could give people one, one last thing to send us home with, um, to anybody who's looking ready, you know, to get into, MMA to possibly join the military to go into wrestling. What is the advice you would give them if they're just getting started, if they're having thoughts about doing this and what would you tell them, you know, to be like, Hey, um, if this is what you want to do, this is how I would go about it. And always, if you want to be the big boy in the ocean, always swim with the sharks, just do it. Go and do it straight away. Do it. Don't overthink it. You know, I, I, it's like if a training. People ask me for a, a gym session. They're like, I'll train with you when I get fitter. I don't like that. Don't just, no, no, just come train straight in the deep end. Do it. Get out there. Get it done. You know, 
be you, do you, for you. That, that's it. Just swim with the sharks. Always swim with the sharks. If it's in your mind, pursue it. Gotcha. Okay. So this is purely for me and everybody else listening. I, I, I wasn't going to do this. I was actually going to end the show right there. But you know what? I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't at least try. If you could do a 30-second, just, just, just cut a promo on TBK, say whatever you want to say, go for it. <laughs> I, That's I, proper. I, I would love it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. How could I cut a promo when I'm a face on someone that's such a nice guy? I don't know. Like, hype me up. Fuck it. <laughs> you a heel? I sure. Well, well, absolutely. That's <laughs> proper on the spot there. Tongue twisted now. Um, okay. <laughs> TBK, when you come over to. <laughs> <laughs> I find there's a lot of pressure there. Um, Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. Um, give you my time, TBK. And you want me to cut a promo on you? You come across the pond and you'll face me. I'll street certify you any way you want. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. You almost had me there. <laughs> I did cut an awesome promo yesterday on someone that bashed me up in the last event, though. And I'm going to put that out in a bit. But <laughs> you're too much of a nice guy for me to throw one out there. But Fair I can enough. cut promos. <laughs> Fair enough, brother. Guy, you need to give me a, a bit of heat. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, man, I, I got to say it was an absolute pleasure having you on, brother. I'm glad yeah, we got a chance really to do fun, this. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we can do it again soon. Um, for sure. Final message for everybody real quick and let them know where they can find you at. Okay. So you can find me at, at Big Cheese Logan. That's on Instagram, TikTok, and, and Twitter. I've got all the handles on that. And um, always remember, here's one for the mental health. If you're struggling, it's okay to talk. It's okay to talk. Put your posts out there. There'll be someone in a similar situation to where you can relate to him. You know, when I done that, there were so many people that came and helped me out, put me in good situations, pointed me in the right direction. So if you have a goal, pursue it um, and let's do it. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, guys, that, that was uh, that was the big cheese, the chat of the table, Mr. Logan Halliwell. Um, in a world that's crazy. Oh, yeah, as well. I'm going to have to send you a shirt. I'm going to get your address off the line. You've got to wear it with pride. Absolutely. I will. 100%. 100%. Guys, <laughs> in a world that's crazy, left, right, and center, why be less when you can be more? This has been the Be More Talkative podcast. I am your host, TBK of the Baltimore Kid. Once again, that was Logan Helliwell. We will talk to you guys when we talk to you guys. Stay safe. Be cool to one another. See ya.